Sebastian Borges is a Latin American from Colombia. Now, 10 years ago, aged only 19, Sebastian moved to the UK alone. And this was both an exciting and difficult transition for him, but Sebastian believes it opened up a whole new world of opportunity. Sebastian now believes he's found his purpose in life, and that is to help other people overcome the same issues that he has experienced in his life that caused him so much pain. Now, these are issues such as being betrayed by a romantic partner, being betrayed by friends or people you thought were your friends, obviously, child abuse, abandonment, oppression. And Sebastian has now learned how to heal and he wants to help others do the same. So welcome to the show, Sebastian. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you. And as you were saying, you were talking about me. I just felt, you know, everything kind of going around inside myself, you know, yeah. and maybe I'm a bit emotional. And But yeah, thank you for sharing that introduction from me. And yeah, we're excited to be here. Oh, bless you. Okay, so before we get into your story, what I just wanted to ask you is the question I ask all of my guests to begin with, which is what would you say your definition of confidence is? Okay, that's an interesting question. I think my definition of confidence I actually have to give that a thought. I work as a confidence coach for a while. And, you know, even though I did that, I'm still too figuring out what confidence really is, confidence. But I think, you know, confidence is to be to be able to feel yourself fully, you know, with, without fear of what people might think, mm. without feeling insecure about yourself, without feeling that what you know doesn't matter or you know it's not important so i think it's yeah confidence is that level of of safety within yourself you know the capacity of finding safe safety in your body when you can do that you know when you can find safety in different environments different situations i think you you know you express confidence yeah 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 good definition i like that well done Okay, so you came to the UK at 19. Now, at 19 years of age, a lot of young people do think to themselves, I'm going to go traveling, but they don't tend to pack their bags and leave forever. So what was the intention behind that? Why why did you leave Colombia? Yeah, well, the truth is that initially I left Colombia because I came to study English. So I finished my career in Colombia. I supposed to come back once I, you know, learned the language, once I my level of English was better. And then once I go here, things changed for me. And I decided, you know, that I wanted to stay here. I saw the opportunities. I saw that I could, you know, build a life here getting to my own path without being influenced by my environment and and you know all that kind of things and and then i i just decided to stay i just said you know i want this to happen for me i want this to to be my life and and i did everything that i could you know do back then to to stay here to remain here Mm, okay and so what did your family think of that when you said well actually i'm i'm not coming back Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think most of my family was happy about it. My dad, you know, and they they 
really supported me. They said, you know, if you want this, we support you. My dad, especially, he was always, you know, stay there. If you see opportunity, my dad is a very hardworking man. And, you know, he, I, I guess he passed on me a lot of the ideas about success, about hard work. And then, you know, he knew when I talked to him, he knew that I wanted to be here because I saw opportunities and I wanted to to grow and to be successful as well. So he really supported me. Mm. Yeah. So you said that it was both exciting and difficult at first. So what was what was the most exciting parts about being here? Well, I mean, so many things to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> like even the sim the simplest things, you know, that nowadays I think back and I feel like it's funny, you know, it's like even innocent. But you know, when I came first. Things like the weather, things like the days were super long. You know, the first day in England, I remember it was 10 p.m. It was still daytime and I couldn't believe it. You know, that made me so happy, so excited. You know, I came here previously without knowing that that's a thing here. You know, <laughs> so imagine how crazy that was for me, you know, at 19, just to look at my watch 10 p.m. and it's still daytime so those kind of things really excited me you know the level of organization of you know of europe and you know meeting so many cultures that mm. was beautiful as well you know i lived with different the people from all over the world that really excited me as well and yeah i think that richness of cultures it's one of the things that i loved the most from day one you know, to meet people from everywhere is just, you know, beautiful to, you know, to mix yourself with so many parts of the world, you know, in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were in London, you're still in London. Yeah. And London yeah. is very multi multicultural. It is it is definitely a good place if you want to meet people from lots of different nationalities, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, totally. I mean, and the thing is that I came to study English. So I was in international schools and you can imagine how many foreign people come to these schools. Yeah. So you know, I met people from Thailand, you know, all Asia, people from all over Europe, you know, France, Germany. Poland, Lithuania, you know, Russians, like it was like people from everywhere. And, and, you know, I just, I, I'm just a very, I just get really excited when I meet people, you know, yeah. people. I just want to know more about them and then, you know, their cultures and things like that. So that was really, really, really an experience. Brilliant. Okay. Wonderful. So what were the most difficult parts for you then? The most difficult parts, I think. Well, I think one of those were to cope with being alone, you know, mm -hmm. like initially I was 19, I was, you know, immature in a way, you know, I, I couldn't cope with solitude. Like I, I was really lonely at times where I felt, you know, I felt like, yeah, that my family far away, my family is very numerous, you know, my, my dad has nine and between nine and uh, sorry, between uh, nine and nine brothers and, and sisters, in between sisters and brothers, yeah. nine, what I try, I was trying to say. And so I have many cousins and all that, you know, we were all the time around playing and stuff. So when I, once I got here, you know, I didn't have that family time, mm. weekends, you know, during the week. 
So sometimes I think that the, the most difficult part was to be at home, you know, and then just, you know, wake up, go to sleep, no, you know, come back home, no having someone waiting for you. Those type of things at times were really difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's really been the, the biggest challenge to be, you know, to be by yourself and learn. But at the same time, you know, it's something that I really learned from, you know, to learn to be by myself, to, you know, to listen to myself. And it wasn't that easy. Again, it's, it's been the biggest challenge, you know, even though I, I had to experience it in, you know, in flesh and bones, yes. still, it was hard, you know, it, it took me a really long time to realize, oh my God, I really struggle being by myself, you know, I really tend to look for people, you know, to mm. mix myself with, you know, to be in social environments because being lonely, it's something that terrifies me. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're in that situation, you you begin to understand yourself, don't you? you? You see the real you, which can be quite scary at times, can't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So you say you want to deal with issues such as being portrayed by a romantic partner. So this is something that happened to you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I don't know how to, you know how to put it sometimes because the truth is that this taught me a lot, you know, about myself. Again, mm-hmm. those challenges in life. I always think they happened for you, right? Not to you. Mm-hmm. And this definitely was one of those situations that happened for me. And and I learned a lot from this experience. It was really painful and hard to go through it, but the lessons w- were immense. Mm. And and how old were you then when that happened? I was about I was about twenty three. Okay. And so was this a first serious relationship, or I would say it was like my second serious serious relationship. In my one of my first relationships, I went through something very similar as well. Okay. So it was it was kind of like a pattern, mm. you know. It just became a pattern, and I started re- spotting and realizing that some something was off. You know, within me that that I needed to address because I was ending up in similar relationships, basically. And do you think this was like coming from the the loneliness, the being lonely, and needing to connect? Maybe like attracting the wrong sort mm. of connection, like more of a I don't want to say predator when I'm talking about a woman, but maybe more of a, like somebody who isn't there feeling the same way you feel is not the same emotions is more of a, yeah, I can treat you the way I want to treat you because you're, you're, you're more needy. Does that make sense? (laughs) It does. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I mean, yeah, I think the way you're describing it, it's one of those things I found out, you know, like, no being able to be alone and mm. looking all the time for approval, you know, for company, put me in very uncomfortable situations, in situations mm. that otherwise I wouldn't have ended up in, you know, things that I did that were not really me and that mm. I did just so I, 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 I wasn't alone. So yeah, definitely that was one of the things that, you know, had to, for this to happen, I think. Mm, yeah, no, I can totally understand that. So what did you do then? When did you realize 
right, I can't do this again. I can't get into this pattern. And so when did you realize that? What did you do to get out of it? Mm. Yeah, that, that definitely was when when these situations ha- happened to me, like the, you know, this this betrayal. After that, it was so painful that that I started, I remember I started meditating a lot. So basically, as soon as that happened, I don't know what happened, but something shifted on me. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I mean, I just felt that no one would understand me ever, how I was feeling, because it was a really deep pain. And I remember all I did was to start meditating for hours. I would sit down and, you know, meditate. And in my meditations, I will, you know, have, you know, times where I will just start crying so much, you know, and then and then I I, I started seeing myself differently, you know, and I start feeling liberated at the same time. So that situation completely opened me up. I mean, and you know, and put me in a, in a path of change and, you know, self-discovery, like what's going on, you know, like, because I, you know, I, I remember sitting and thinking, right, let's, let's look back in my life. Am I, have I been bad person? Have I been, you know, you know what I mean? And, and I was like, no, I haven't. I've been very good person. I've been always trying my best to, you know, make people feel com- comfortable, you know, make make people feel love, you know, say sorry when I have to say sorry, you know, please people and, you know, make people happy, right? And and I and I thought so why is this happening to me, right? So why? And then that just started showing me, you know, in this in, in these moments of meditation like okay, yeah, you you might have the best intentions, but why are you trying to please everyone? Mm. Number one, you know, why can you not be alone? Number two, and and a lot of realizations start coming up. And I start, you know, finding ways to to work on those insecurities and on those things that that in the first place I I, I felt put me in that situation and, and became a pattern. Mm. So when you say you found ways, what sort of ways, apart from the meditation, what else did you do? Obviously, well, a I, lot of self-reflection in there as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, I I remember I started reading crazy, like I was, you know, reading books and books about self-development. That was one of the things I started listening to podcasts. So I started educating myself mm-hmm. a lot, you know, about the self, about the brain, about, you know, the body. I started my career as a personal trainer. So I was really, really involved in all related to body, mind, and spirit. I mean, I remember, you know, those things that I did was just to submerge myself in in learning, you know, like learning about everything that I felt was something I needed to work on. So it became a very reflective process, as Mm -hmm. you said. I started to think, well, what are my biggest challenges? What are the things that make me scared? And I remember, you know, thinking about talking in public, you know, putting myself in front of big, you know, groups of people. I remember thinking about feeling insecure, you know, with certain things in life, you know, in certain environments. So I start researching about those things, you know, why do I fear public speaking? Why do I fear, you know, speaking to girls? Why do I fear 
you know, telling people that I'm struggling, things like that. And then just start kind of finding ways to, you know, to help myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I saw coaches, I started having therapy and these type of things, you know, I started just, you know, compounding and, and then things just improved a lot. Mm, yeah. Cause does, is Colombia one of those countries? I've never been there. I must admit, is Colombia one of those countries where the man must be a man. So therefore you can't show any weakness. Like actually I feel quite lonely. Mm. I feel depressed. You can't do that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, in my perspective, in my, you know, opinion i think so like you know in my life experience that's that's how i felt mm. you know and that's still something that you know that i feel i struggle with and that i constantly check in because yeah we like i personally was raised in a in a household where yeah you have to be tough you're the man you don't feel you don't have emotions, you don't cry, you know, mm. I don't remember ever seeing my dad crying. And and I asked him, dad, do you cry? No, of course not. <laughs> and I, I like, you know, why? Like, I'm such a baby, I cry all the time. <laughs> you know? and, and so, so yeah, it's, it's, that's, you know, I think that's a big influence, a big part of the culture in Latin America, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully it will change as time goes on because in the UK now, like in Europe, people are more open and America too, I think more open about how they feel. They're, they're not, they don't have to be the man, you know, that, and it's okay to be, not be okay. So you've said, because you're now doing coaching full time, having qualified as a Jay Shetty certified coach. And so congratulations for that. Well done. And so as a full-time coach, you've said you want to help people heal from their pain in similar situations and you would prefer to work with women. Why would you prefer to work with women? Mm, yeah. Well, the, the true answer about this difficult question, mm. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, it's a question that I always feel feel a bit defensive about because I feel like it always comes from women, you know, and you're a woman yourself. So it's like, and, and I completely understand the question, but the truth is that it, you know, it, it takes us back to my childhood, my mom, you know, the relationship I had with my mom. So um, I saw my mom struggling lots and lots with mm -hmm. men, you know, she struggled a lot with setting boundaries, right. you know, she struggled a lot with, you know, with being a very strong and powerful woman, but mm -hmm. overpowered by a male energy, right? Yeah. So, and I saw that a lot. And, and I think that brought a lot of anger and frustration in my mom. And unfortunately, my mom used to, you know, used to release all her anger with us, with my brother and I. Right. So she will, you know, she will beat us up you know, tell us off all the time, you know, she will just be very violent with us. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, there is two things in here that I, that I really thought about. One of those is that I don't want that to repeat to any, you know, it's like me trying to save that little kid, 
who was abused by his mom. Mm. Uh, at the same time, is me helping that woman who didn't have the support, who didn't have, you know, the right environment. So she didn't have to go and hit that little kid, mm. right? So it's kind of, you know, those two are my, I believe, roots, you know, the uh, intentions to, to, to help women specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That's very honorable. So, yeah. So basically you're, you're, what you're saying is your mom was a very strong woman, mm-hmm. but she was, she kind of built this sort of, I don't know where she built it or whether it was just put around her, like a, almost like a, a prison to hold her in. So she couldn't actually be the person she wanted to be. And that presumably built up a frustration and anger inside her and anger has to come out somewhere. So it'll either come out in violent behavior or it will come out in an illness of some sort, usually mm-hmm. because, you know, if it's inside, everything inside has to come outside at some stage. Mm-hmm. So what's your relationship with your mum now, if I can ask? Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. You ask and, and that you said that ends in an illness. And I agree with that totally. And my mom is not alive anymore. My mom. Oh, I'm died. sorry. Right. Yeah. And she died when when I was 15. Right. And she died of a cancer and in her uterus. So I, you know, I really I strongly believe that that was the effects of all the frustration, anger, you know, all the, the stress that she was coping with. Mm. And and then it, you know, it just ended up in in a in a bad disease. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, she's not here now, you know, but I try my best to, you know, to, to talk to her, you know, to, to find ways to connect, you know, with the small bits that I remember of her that helped me, that made me who I am, you know, and I, and, and I look very much like her, you know, physically, yeah. like I got a lot of the features from my mom and yeah, I mean, I got a lot from her. And I try to, you know, to kind of embrace those parts and know that I, I'm coming from her. And mm-hmm. even though we didn't have an amazing relationship, you know, still I'm here because of her, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then I do what I do because of her. So, yeah. So your ideal client is a, a, a woman who has what maybe been through some sort of trauma herself and, potentially is going to take that out on her children, but whatever, the stress is building up inside it. So you're wanting to help people alleviate their stress to help their pain, are you? That's right. So if somebody then is listening and thinking, well, actually I could, I need some help, how would they contact you? Where can we find you? Well, I have social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, those are the two places I mainly use. I have also a YouTube channel, which is, you know, slowly growing very, okay. very, very slowly. I haven't clicked on it for a while. Takes a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But those are the main places. Okay. I shall put the details in the show notes for you then so that people can find you. And before we finish up then, is there anything you think that I should have asked you and I didn't? Or is there a message that you want to leave listeners with? Mm-hmm. Let me think. Well, I felt like I shared a lot about, you know, my journey and what I do, what I why I do it. And I guess, you know, the message is just to, you know, to 
have a, a moment to reflect. You know, if you're a woman who is struggling in a relationship, you know, who's being betrayed, especially, you know, who's being heartbroken, you know, to take a moment to reflect on what are the things that can can help you to, you know, change direction, to not repeat the same pattern, because life is quite repetitive. If You know, if we really take a moment to to see you know the patterns from the past our conditioning and all that so i would say you know to take a moment yeah to reflect and and just do small changes and and to reach out for help you know i think that's the most important thing because you know for me personally i think it took me a while to reach out for help and you know to realize that i can no deal with my pain by myself you know that it's always people out there who is happy to extend a hand and and help you, you know. So whether that is friends, whether that is family, whether that is, you know, a coach, a therapist, you know, a group in Facebook. There's millions of groups now nowadays in Facebook where you can go and just put a comment and and find people like you who's gone through the same thing and who is a couple of steps ahead. So I think, you know, I will say don't you know don't deal with this by yourself because again my mom did that she tried for so long and you know she couldn't and life show you know show showed me and show you know the people who was around her that you you know it's not it's not sustainable mm. and so yeah that would be my message my final message yeah 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 no and as as somebody as a woman that has lived through and you know an abusive relationship and come out the other side i think i totally agree with what you said and what i would add to that is that we we often feel guilt when we're in that situation we blame ourselves we think i brought this on myself i'm here because this is the life i chose so therefore why would anybody want to help me? They're just going to say, well, you know, you made your bed. Now you lie on it, girl, mm. which is what I totally believed. So yeah, don't, don't believe that. Don't think that for one minute, because there are people that have been through it and come out the other side. There are people that have been through similar. There's lots of people that are willing to help. And like Sebastian said earlier, there are so many ways to help yourself these days. There's so many self-help books, so many courses, so many great Facebook groups, so many coaches, therapists. There are so many ways to get help. Nobody has to struggle on their own anymore. It just doesn't have to happen. Totally. That's beautiful. That's beautiful and powerful. I'm glad you said that because I think guilt is a big, big part of, of, of the problem, you know, to feel guilty about you know what's what what happened to you, but what happened to you, you know, is just life, right? Life hap life just goes on. You go through challenges that mm. again are happening for you, mm. and I think feeling guilty for that is, you know, is 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 definitely something that it's gonna stop you from progressing. And and yeah, I I wish that as well for people not to let go the guilt and to realize that they're whole and they. They deserving of love. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you for being here today and for being so open and vulnerable. I'm sure your mum will be very proud of you. So thank you so much for being thank here you today. Too. Thank <laughs> you, you. So for inviting me. It was really nice chat. Thank, thank 